Empire. Welcome to a, another episode of Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And you can find my regular CBS column, Agents Take, um, each week on business aspects of the NFL. Um, on today's episode, we are going to talk about what I consider the top contracts for defensive players. Now, we, most people talk about best worst contracts. It's usually from the team viewpoint or team perspective. Now, that's kind of tough for me to do because all my industry experience was on the agent side. So I automatically or instinctively look at contracts from the player standpoint. So we're going to be looking at things from what I think are the top contracts, defensive player contracts for players, not from a team standpoint. Now, um, metrics or the aspects of a contract which get the most attention publicly are overall contract value and average yearly salary. Considering football contracts aren't fully guaranteed, like in baseball or the NBA, those may be the most popular ones, but they're the less meaningful ones for an NFL contract. Now, some of the things I look at are the amount of money that's guaranteed total, the amount of money that's fully guaranteed at signing, the amount of money of the guarantees that vest early, and I look at the amount of compensation in the early years of a contract, whether the contract is front-loaded or whether it's back-loaded. Um, also, a secondary item I look at is whether there's an offset clause. Um, an offset clause means that in the case you get um, released, whether you get to double dip. Now, let's say, I'm going to use really simple numbers. Let's say you have a $5 million guarantee and you get cut, the base salary guarantee, and you get cut. Now, if um, you don't have an offset, you get your $5 million from the team that cut you, and then let's say you go out and sign for $5 million elsewhere. You get the $5 million from the new team, so you get to double dip. If you have an offset and that same scenario occurs, you have $5 million, and then you get cut and you go out and sign for $5 million. The $5 million from your second team goes to offset the guarantee of the first team, so you're only still making $5 million as opposed to $10 million um, in my first example. So... Now, those are some of the things I'm going to kind of look at to determine what I consider to be the uh, best contracts uh, from a player standpoint. Also, take the circumstances into account um, of the contract. Um, has the deal held up? And you got to remember that high-end contracts are really made to be surpassed, that they're really used as a stepping stone um, for the next guy that comes after you to try to uh, – better it in his own negotiation. So also looking at some of the factors which played into the negotiation will also be taken into account in determining um, these deals. Now, the uh, first one up is Joey Bosa's. Uh, Joey Bosa signed a deal um, right at the start of training camp with the Chargers. Five years, $135 million uh, extension. 
um, averaging $27 million per year. Now, at the time, it made him the highest-paid uh, non-quarterback in NFL history, $27 million per year. Miles Garrett had taken it to $25 million per year um, a couple of weeks, three, three weeks earlier. So um, the anticipation was that Bosa would, be, would top Miles Garrett, but the question would be um, how much. Didn't see $27 million. Um, coming in is where he would land. I thought he might get to maybe 26.25, but to get to 27, that was a bit surprising. Um, there's $35 million of signing bonus, which is the second biggest signing bonus um, for a non-quarterback. The first three years are fully guaranteed at signing. There's $78 million, which is fully guaranteed at signing. Um, that is a record for non-quarterbacks. There is $102 million in overall guarantees. That is also a record for non-quarterbacks. Um, so the guarantees are great. The first three years, fully guaranteed at signing. Um, the fourth year, um, guarantee, in, vest in 2022. The 2023 guarantee vest in 2022. So you are not getting rid, rid of Joey Bosa, um, most likely. Um, through those first four years. And he has $102 million of, of money in the first four years in straight cash. Um, so um, in terms of cash flow, that $78 million is the most um, three-year cash flow for a non-quarterback. The first three new years of the contract are $87.64 million. That's also the uh, most of the first three new years of a contract. Now, he and Miles Garrett both signed um, five-year extensions. But Bosa, first three new years, 87.64. Miles Garrett, 80.2. I know there's a $2 million difference per year in the uh, average yearly salary, but there's a bigger spread in the first three years. So Bosa's deal is more front-loaded um, than uh, Miles Garrett's deal. And once the guarantees run out, um, the uh, Chargers are going to have to make a decision on Bosa um, in 2024 and 2025 early. That's because he's got a $7 million third day of the year roster bonus um, in 2024, which means they'd have to pay, if they pay the $7 million, they're not going to pay the $7 million and cut the guy. So if they pay the $7 million, he's going to be safe in 2024. There's an $8.36 million um, third day roster bonus in 2025. So that March, they got to decide whether they're going to keep him around or not. And the reason those are important, because a couple of years ago, um, if you guys recall, um, the Cowboys cut Des Bryant at an inopportune time. Um, he had only base salary left in the fourth year of his, of his contract, which is when they cut him. Uh, they cut him April. By then, teams have already gone out and spent money in free agency. Um, they're now planning for the draft. So his potential suitors weren't that great. Now, if he'd had a roster bonus like in Bosa's contract, then they were going to have to uh, make that decision early, and then he's able to go out and not basically participate in most of, all, most of free agency. So he's going to be in a position where uh, he could have found a contract um, sooner rather than later. Um, so... That, that's one of the reasons that you uh, really want to uh, have one of those roster bonuses. Now, one thing that's important about these uh, the guarantee for BOSA that's fully guaranteed at signing, 
$78 million fully guaranteed at signing, that's the third most in NFL contract overall. Only Matt, Ro- Matt Ryan at $94.5 million and Matt Rogers at $78.4 have more than him. Deshaun Watson didn't get to $78 million fully guaranteed at signing in his $39 million extension he signed. He's at 73 and some change. Russell Wilson at 70. So the third most guarantees fully guaranteed at signing are in Joey Bosa's deal for the uh, defensive end. So that's pretty phenomenal as well. Um, but Joey Bosa, first contract um, on the list for a uh, defensive player. Uh, the next one we're going to turn to is um, Aaron Donald of the Rams. The best defensive player in the NFL in 2018. Um, Aaron Donald became the first player uh, non-quarterback to hit the $20 million million per year mark. Um, He signed a five-year $135 million um, extension, six-year extension, um, averaging $22.5 million per year. Um, At the time, Von Miller was the highest paid a uh, non-quarterback at nineteen million and eighty-three thousand uh, three hundred thirty-three dollars per year. So he basically moved moved the needle by eighteen percent. Um, his overall guarantees were um, eighty-six point um, eight nine seven eight nine two million overall guarantees. That was almost twenty cent. 25% more than Miller's 70 million, which was the standard for non-quarterbacks then. Um, he's got a 40 million dollar signing bonus, which at the time was the fourth biggest signing bonus in NFL contract time. Joe Flacco's, and is still the biggest signing bonus for a non-quarterback, the 40 million. The contract is extremely um, player-friendly in the structure. He's got $80 million in the first three new years of the contract. So the first three new years averaged $26,666,667 per year. So almost 60% of the new money is in the first three years. Now, when you compare that to the two biggest contracts for non-quarterbacks up at that point, Von Miller and then Indomitian Sue, was slightly under um, Miller. They had 53% of their money in their first three new years, so that's that's a phenomenal structure. Also, the Rams are a team which, um, even dating back to their high, their top 10 rookie contracts, aren't stickless for offsets like a lot of teams. So, 77 million of his guarantees, the almost 87 million of guarantees, don't have offsets. So, Aaron Donald. He's basically there. Basic, well, the way he's playing, he's probably going to play off the contract unless something changes. But he was going to see the earliest realistic exit point for him would be 2022. That's four years into the contract where he's earned where he's earned the 86.892 um, million. And in the last two years of the deal, um, he's got. $5 million, in the final three years, I should say, he's got $5 million second day of the league year roster bonuses. So you're going to have to make that decision with him early um, as well um, if you wanted to uh, get out of an Aaron Donald contract. 
Okay, next up is Jets inside linebacker C.J. Mosley. Um, and Mosley's inclusion doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he only played two games last year because of a groin injury and has opted out, voluntarily opted out of this year because of COVID-19. Now, at the end of the 2018 season, the uh, top contract for an off-ball linebacker was Luke Keekley at slightly un, at basically $12.35 million per year. The market hadn't moved since Keekley did his deal. Um, I believe in 2015. So the fact that Mosley in free agency gets 17 million per year was shocking. The expectation was maybe the market could move to 15 because it had been stagnant. But to go to 17, nobody saw that coming. Now, in this deal, um, there's 43 million fully guaranteed at signing which is the most foreign off-ball linebacker contract and $51 million overall guarantees. <laughs> what this deal did was it set the stage for Bobby Wagner to leapfrog him at $18 million per year on his three-year extension. So Bobby Wagner doesn't get to 18, and Bobby Wagner should be the highest-paid guy because he's the gold standard and probably going to the Hall of Fame once his career is over. But he's not getting close to 18 if Mosley comes in at 15. So... This deal just dramatically changed the marketplace. Now, one thing which is pretty interesting is he had a $10 million roster bonus this year, Mosley, fifth day of the league year roster bonus that um, was fully guaranteed pretty much at signing. Now, because of the way the COVID-19 uh, rules work, that he gets to keep the $10 million roster bonus this year, even though his contract tolls and everything gets pushed back a year. He's got the $10 million, the $6 million of his Full guaranteed base salary moves to 2021 because his contract now expires a year later than it should have. It is what was going to be his 2021 base salary, which now goes to 2022. Um, there's $16 million of base salary. $8 million was, was fully guaranteed at signing practically. Then the other $8 million became fully guaranteed on the fifth day of this league year this past March. That would have been March... Uh, 22nd when that happened, the fifth day. So he's essentially assured of making the $51 million over the first three years. Just the fact that he moved the market in such a dramatic way um, that nobody anticipated. And he's basically got the first three years of the contract are the reason that C.J. Mosley is on, the, on, on this list. Next up is um, Jalen Ramsey. The cornerback market had been stagnant as well. Um, in 2014, um, Richard Sherman became the highest paid corner at $14 million per year. And then Patrick Peterson topped him um, before the season started at $14.01 million. Uh, last year, Xavier Howard moved the needle to slightly over $15 million per year, like $15.05 million per year. So in a five-year period, he didn't have much growth in the cornerback market, whereas the safety market went from Earl Thomas at $10 million to Kevin Byard, um, slightly over $14 million, and now you've got the market at fourteen point seven five of Buda Baker. So <laughs> there had been a lot of movement with the safety market over that period, uh, but there hadn't been a whole lot of movement with the cornerback market. Now, started moving this year of Byron Jones and Darius Slay getting over $16.5 million per year, but nobody had been at $17 million as a cornerback. Then Jadavius White signed 
few days before um, Jalen Ramsey at 17.25 million per year. Now Ramsey is trying to move the market in a major way, trying to get over 20 million per year. When White comes in at 17.25 million per year, that's not helpful for his cost. Jalen Ramsey did get to 20 million per year. He ended up signing a five-year extension, averaging 20 million per year, that has cornerback records of 71.203 million of overall guarantees and a cornerback record of 43.703 million fully guaranteed at signing. But all of that probably came into jeopardy uh, because of Jadavius White. There's um, salary escalators where the deal maxes out at 105 million over the over the five years. It's, the escalators are based on his interception total, team success, and the number of Pro Bowls he has. But who's to say that if White White should have waited? White should have been patient. Let Ramsey go first. I know the deal got done a couple of days before the uh, season opener, but things can get done quickly um, in the NFL when sufficiently motivated. So um, he may have been a 21 if White waits, because I'm sure the Rams are like during the negotiation. Not during the negotiation. See, White came in at 17.25. Why should we do any more for you than what we have to? Um, than where we where we were at that point in negotiation. Since the market had moved, he's the first guy to move it in a tremendous way, the cornerback market, the first $20 million per year um, defensive back. Also, it's just the Rams, so there, there are no offsets in part of the, the guarantees. So he's got um, no offsets for forty for the, for the $43.703 million that's fully guaranteed at signing. So the fact that he moved the market in a tremendous way get some recognition now the final deal is Khalil Max um, Khalil Mack in 2018 was traded from the Raiders to the Bears a boatload of picks were given up for him a couple of first round picks in exchange to uh, during the trade and this deal came together right right around Labor Day in a 48 hour period to get done this thing was done Actually, a 24-hour period, a compressed time frame, which is alluding to, I was alluding to before, that you can get deals done in a quick time frame is sufficiently motivated. Mack, um, at the time, surpassed Aaron Donald, um, became the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL, um, $23.5 million per year. It was an extension for six years, $141 million. Um, he had $90 million of overall contract guarantees. At that time, it was the fourth most of overall guarantees behind um, Matt Ryan's $100 million. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 98.2, and Matthew Stafford's um, 92. It established a new record for the amount fully guaranteed at signing for a non-quarterback. He had $60 million fully guaranteed at signing. Um, and Dominican Sue's $59.955 million was the uh, most for a non-quarterback. Only four players had more fully guaranteed at signing. Um, the three quarterbacks I mentioned, and also Kirk Cousins, those were the those were the uh, the only ones. The first three years were uh, fully guaranteed um, for for Khalil Mack, and he had seventy three point three three in the first first three years of, of cash, um, not the uh, new money, but the cash. I mean seventy three point seven, and I should say uh, of cash in the first three years. And that was the best three-year cash flow of any non-quarterback until Joey Bosa topped it for $78 million. Um, also, in this uh, Khalil Mack, uh, Mack deal, there are roster bonuses 
in the final three years of 5.5 million. So the Bears are going to have to make a decision on him uh, sooner rather than later, just like with Aaron Donald. So I like to see those roster bonuses in those deals so the player isn't getting held hostage and released at an inopportune time. Also, the guarantee in 2021, the fourth year, there's 16.7 million of his slightly over 17 million dollar base salary um, fully guaranteed and invest early. It become it became guaranteed third day of this league year, which was um, March 20th. So these are these are the five deals of defensive players that I like the most. Um, next week we're going to turn our attention to uh, offensive player uh, contracts. So that's going to conclude this week's episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget you can find me on Twitter. That's uh, Corey Joel, C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And my regular column for CBSSports.com, Agents Take. Goodbye.